yo, 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 what's good, America? This is the special edition. This is the birthday edition for your boy, the 36th Chamber, the Into the Woo, the What's Good of America birthday edition. What's going on, folks? I am your now mature, distinguished, and uh, can I say it? Just downright debonair host, C. Turner, this evening. By the way, folks, I don't know if you know what this is. It's my birthday, and I'm 36. I don't I'm a grown ass man, dog. I'm just gonna put that out there. And <laughs> for this evening, is my homeboy, my left hand man, my dog on my right hand side. Who I'm talking to? Yeah, you talking to that dude right now that's got on his long ass boxers with the with the uh, tank top on. You know that that wife beater got the church socks hanging up. You know what I'm saying wearing his sandals, got the fedora with the suspenders holding on to them boxers. It's the old man of this clan wishing my guy. A very, very happy, happy birthday. Welcome to your mid-30s, my guy. But it's Wayne's Jane, the building. Happy to do this special edition in America. This one's off the chain. We didn't script any of this. I figured that, you know what, for Chris Turner's birthday, why don't we just, just cut some records here, talk about a couple things that are on his mind on his birthday, and we're just going to riff and have a good time. Could be the worst show we've done, or it could be the best show. All I know is I'm sponsored by White Claw and Kirkland tonight right now. <laughs> well, I am stereotypically sponsored by Crown Apple, so let's let's call it what it is. If I had some slick small licking here, I'll go down with that right now too. I, just, I mean, we just we might have to make a like a, a, a malt liquor episode. Just might have to go buy two forties and talk for an hour. I'm with it. Like we do, we get Edward forty hands it for one episode and just go from there. <laughs> for real, dude. One of y'all's gonna give us some sponsor money. Because we support y'all. And I know you're going to love what we talk about because we don't do this any of this until I've been drinking since 3 o'clock. <laughs> I had to do damn Common Core homework, so I couldn't drink yet. Right, Man, I had a little taste. That Common Core is a mother, boy. I'm telling you. It's, it's the Chinese way of taking over our government, bro. Now, I realize <laughs> For real, man. For real, man. So, hey, kick it right into it, Chris Turner. What's the first thing, man, you just want to – I don't care what it is. I don't care. We've talked about it, man. What's the first thing that's on your mind you want to get off your chest? First thing I want to get off my chest, uh, I just realized, one, I'm a grown-ass man. But two, I realized <laughs> that I have turned into a suburban-ass dad, bro. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like full-on. And once again, not to bring race into it, but you should realize, America, whenever I say not to bring race into it, I'm about to say some super racist-ass stuff. <laughs> but I've turned into, like, an old white dude. Yeah. Like, dude, I play golf. Mm-hmm. I love whiskey. Mm-hmm. I genuinely have a hatred for most teenagers, black and white. <laughs> like, my grass is something is some, I'm just super proud of. Um, to my other friends, all I talk talk about is smoke a uh, barbecue and meat. Um, <laughs> dude, like I'm a suburban, like I'm a suburban dad now. Like I went from being, "Hey, cuz, put your hands on me, and I bet you I knock your punk ass out." To, "Hey, how you guys doing this morning? All right, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was supposed to get a little bit of rain this afternoon. Yeah, I'm. I got to get the grill covered up." I've had the brisket on for about a good eight hours now, so I'm going to go check that. Dude, I'm a suburban-ass dude now. Hey, you know what it sounds like to me when I hear that, dude? Like, I feel you. You know who you've become? You've become Bill Cosby. 
Don't 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 do that. I'm gonna do that, and I don't mean Bill Cosby as in Dave Chappelle, <laughs> fifty four rapes. Take off two dozen. That's still you know. Take off thirty. That's two dozen rape. Like that's no, a lot of rapes. it's a lot of rape. It's a lot of rape. I'm not talking about that, Bill Cosby. I'm talking about that dude that showed up every Thursday night on our TVs for eight years. Oh, turned into you've turned into Heathcliff Huxtable. I feel that like you do. And that dude, but think about it though. That was that was the dream. Like, think about how old we are. Think about when that show was hitting. Yeah. Think about what we were doing in our households. I mean, our parents basically, like, out of America, like, I, I get it. Like, TV definitely babysits our kids now more than ever, electronic shoes. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Bill Cosby and the Cosby Show babysat all of us in Black America, in white yeah. America. This dude... There was nothing, and this is what perplexes us, what we do sometimes with our heroes, man, because even though Harvey Weinstein got all this time, dude, I feel like it still ain't what they did to Cosby. Like, they took the Cosby show away from us. They still yeah. show Harvey Weinstein movies. I, yeah. Look, I'm going to play the spade on that. Okay? So that's what you turn into. I, I, that said it wrong. You're not Bill Cosby, Chris Turner. I'm Cliff Huxley, man. Cliff Huxtable, man, and there's nothing. I'm a dude. There's nothing wrong with being Cliff Huxtable. Cliff Huxtable was smoking meat. He was playing patonk. You know, what I'm saying like they were playing all sorts of games. You know, doing doing that old shit, rich shit that you know what a lot of us get a chance to do. That's who you are now, man. Be proud of that shit. It's hard, bro. Like for, looking at where I came from. Matter of fact, I ain't even gonna go back that far. Looking at me in my early twenties compared to me in my mid thirties. Like, I, I get you're supposed to mature and you're supposed to, to grow and become a better person and all that. But, dude, like, I had no – I I got a 401K now. I got, <laughs> I got stock options. Like, dude, I think about, like, snow tires. Um, Like, I'm, I'm looking into colleges and all this other crap. Like, I'm, I am that dude who I genuinely hated as a kid. It's like, tough, oh, isn't it? This, this dude and sold out to the man and blah blah it's blah. Tough. I am the man now. Like it's it's hard. Like it hurt. It hurt a little bit. It's tough. I know, man. That that hey, that and and that's what we're supposed to do, man. Like I think us as as as, as black men, like there's an edge you got to keep. But dude, I I tell you this, man. I was blessed, you know, to not so much the whole. I had a lot of suburban life. You know, my mother and my father, they didn't want me in. They didn't want me in that hood stuff. You know, the, the, the things that they went through and grew up, maybe not so much my dad. Because, you know, I, I come from black royalty in Chicago. So I don't nice. know how I'm this broke. I don't know how that happened. First black <laughs> judge in Chicago. And I'm just trying to ask for uh, OE800 money on a, <laughs> a podcast. I don't know how that happened. But <laughs> shout out to the Waltons. But... I know what my mom came from, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, I'm saying like, and, you know, they, they straight, you know, hunted, you know, from, from the wild hunters back in the fifties and the sixties, you know, they from that end of the South side, but I got a chance, Chris, to, to kind of see that. Like, even though I was going to high school, middle school in the West suburbs. Right. So our complex was positioned like it was for, for real, like basically section eight housing, but it was in like, the middle of the suburbs. Like they just yeah. dropped the projects in like one little block, right? 
Yeah. Hands up, all my hands on Lake Terrace people, if they listening, y'all know who I'm talking about. Y'all my people, man. That was us, man. That was the community. And then right across the street, Chris, no bullshit was a gated community where the average house back in the mid-90s, $2 million. And we used to look over there and be like, yo, one day, though, that's what we're trying to get to. And I was fortunate enough, my best friend, who's actually the coach of the year in your home state of Florida in basketball, one of my best friends, man, and his pops had played for the Niners for 10 years, invested his money right, owned a shit ton of Burger Kings around Chicago, was retired in Tampa. <laughs> and I got to go over there and see that shit like my uh, junior, senior year, because me and, and uh, Britt Taylor, coach of the year, down there in the Tampa area, East Lake, Tarpon Springs, representing. They made it to the Final Four. They couldn't get it done, but they made it there. That's my boy. I'm going to shout out Britt Taylor all day. And I got to see that, Chris. That's who you're becoming, man. So don't think of it as I gave that up. Think of it as, you know what? I didn't quite get it the way I thought I was going to get it. Be a Bruce Taylor. Be an all-pro. You know, be a college Hall of Famer. Because, hey, he was out there living that suburb life. He's from Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Yeah. That, doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like it's too nice to me. No. Uh, the way he grew up, but that's what he got. We all were aiming for this life, man. We wanted the suburb life. We wanted the trife life to be gone. That's why we went into these sports, dude. So let me let me let me put this out. I'm from I'm from North Florida, West Jacks, Duval County, Lackawanna, born and raised. I was a I was an NFL vet before I even touched the football. So I came from lower middle class. I ain't gonna say we was broke, but we damn sure ain't have money. And mm-hmm. I remember playing like travel ball because shit, I knew for a fact, like, hey, me picking up one of these balls, no homo, what's gonna be my way out? <laughs> so, like, I remember baseball is my my sport. Now I remember going over my white friends, uh, Champ and um, Taylor. I remember going over Champ and Taylor's house because I was on the travel baseball team. And their parents loved me to death. I was their little black friend who had manners. And I used to go over their house, eat dinner, and stove chop stuffing and all this other crap that uh, white folks made back then that my mama just called trash, which it was. <laughs> and I, was, I remember, bro, like, looking at their house like, damn, like, y'all got an upstairs and a downstairs, and you got a big backyard and the dog running around and all this other stuff. Y'all can, you ain't got to worry about nobody shooting tonight. Yep. So y'all just gonna leave the the front door unlocked, huh? Okay, all right, that's, that's, that's what I do. And I genuinely, I woke up this morning seven o'clock, knocked out a little bit of work, did a little workout in, all this good stuff, and legit one went to my front door and it was unlocked, and I didn't have a second thought in my mind. I just locked it like, oh, hmm, look what I did. <laughs> I didn't lock the door last night. <laughs> I'm <be> that guy <laughs> And then my kid got up because I let her sleep in now because honestly, with the work that they sent home, she knocks out, she knocks out of school working like an hour, two hours. She got up around 9, 30, 10. Do you know what the first thing my kid asked me? What was that? Hey, Dad, what's for brunch? Brunch? <laughs> brunch? <laughs> I, got, I got a kid who know what brunch is? <laughs> Are are you serious right now? Brunch? Hey, okay. I I, I see where your pain is at right now. 
I, I got you. Yeah. Now, that would have did, did something to me too, Chris. That would put me in the mood you in for this first topic. Keep going. Like, it's, it's, it, I, brunch. Are you brunch? <laughs> I, I am, I am so, 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 one, I'm, I'm so happy and disappointed at myself at the same time, which leaves me under more frustration because me growing up, just judging by my my father's ambition and legacy, like what the legacy that he's leaving, uh, I was supposed to have eight or nine kids from eh, eight or nine different women, and I'm pretty happy to say that I am. I I, I have one biological daughter who is now eight and a half, and my oldest daughter is. Oh shit, she 18. Well, my oldest is 18. And that's that's my stepdaughter by a love of the death. But I have not followed in the trade of having like a bunch of kids from a bunch of different women and all this other stuff. And I live in the suburbs and I got a 401. Like I honestly still don't know what the hell my 401k is, but I get a check, I get like the little uh invoice every month, let me know what's in it. I'm happy with it. I can tell you what it is. I got yeah. a retirement plan that I don't have a plan for, but apparently I got I'm an accountant. Do you like I'm 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 ashamed of myself and happy of myself at so at the same time because like oh man, like I'm doing well for myself. Like um like I'm 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 doing okay in life. And then like I get home and I'll come downstairs and I'll go into the man cave and like I ain't gonna lie. I'm pretty obsessed with myself. So my man cave just got a bunch of pictures of me from different points in my life. And like I'm I'm looking at all these pictures and all these trophies and uh me hanging out with my homeboys back home in the hood and me in college with my pants halfway off my ass and uh me getting tattoos and uh WWF championship belts and I'm like oh so I'm the struggle I'm finding right now is who the hell am I? Am I like that dude? In these pictures, or am I uh, Christopher who goes to work from eight to four and plays golf? And well, I'm 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 the golf player, motherfucker, as it is. Anyway, but am I the dude from these pictures, or am I Christopher from? I'm not gonna say my work company because um, I'm not about to lose my high paying job for nobody. So yeah, I respect <laughs> that. We not gonna mention the work company name, even though my boss got a podcast and his is. Way more educational than this one, but yeah, I am. I, I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm. I'm torn because, like, I'll look like and like one of them pictures and start talking. Like, man, who the hell you think you is? Like, I, I don't, I don't know, CT man. I, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I got an answer for you, man. I heard all that, and don't get me wrong. A lot of that, I'm just sorry. You, you're hilarious. Period. Um, just number one, I. America, half it's White Claw, half it's Kirkland, and the other half, it's 150% when you're talking about Chris Turner. This dude's just funny. But I got a thought for you. You know who you are? Please. You are who your parents wanted you to become. Think about it for a second. You know, you went through these things. You, you went through hard times. You suffered, you know, whatever you suffered, you know, emotionally, physically, psychologically, whatever it may be you know, to the highest or lowest extremes. 
it was for you to be able to craft the life that you have now as you're looking at this new year of life that you've been given by God, man. And you sit here and you go, I can't believe that this is the shit that I do now. Exactly. I'm, about golf. I'm about making sure I got the right fertilizer for my lawn. Exactly. At three inches. You know why that shit is? Because you got the discipline to be able to, you have to have discipline anyway to play a golf-like sport. You have to get your ass whooped, you know, in a certain way. Think about it. I love golf just the way you do. I've had a few lawns in my lifetime, and I've had to cut a couple, even though I, I cut the, when I was living over there, remember I was at Avenue E, you know, down the street, you know? Yeah. Uh, I really tried to wait that out before I had to cut that lawn, because I ain't going to lie, it had been so long living in all these complexes in my life. I forgot how to use a lawnmower, but once I remembered, I was like, you know what? I need to work out anyway. And you know what? So what that 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 your your daughter knows what brunch is. Yeah, man. That's a beautiful thing. My mother loved brunch. Okay. And she's from the hood. She don't talk like it. She don't know. I'm telling you, but she get to you get to pissing off Sarah. You piss it's off rap. Oh, she'll go south side on you. She still try to beat my ass. And she's 75 years old. I'm like, lady, I will kill you. You understand. I love you. But I will hurt you if you even attempt. Don't even pull a gun on me, lady. No, no I'm, I'm just playing, mom. Just in case you're listening, don't pull that gun out. Uh, but that's who we are, Chris. I think you are exactly what you were supposed to become. You went through what you went through, and you saw things the way it is, and now you've had an opportunity to provide better, just like maybe your mom had things a little bit better and your pops had things a little bit better before them you know what I mean? that, that's the way i look at it i mean dude i'm over here talking to you in a podcast from california man true i'm born in, I'm born in the south side of chicago bro i didn't leave the midwest until you and i became teammates very true so it is what it is like you understand what you can do and i think a lot of it is because you were raised you know the way you were you know mid to lower mid you know to lower class and we didn't think about these things but the fact that Zozo is smart enough to know, Daddy, you know, it's breakfast and lunchtime, because that's really it's all brunch. brunch is. Dad, what's for brunch? Like, she knows she can have eggs or she can have a ham sandwich, man. Like, I mean, that's up to you. You can go, all right, Zoe, this is what we can do here. Uh, I can either uh, scramble you some eggs or you can go, to, go get that Oscar Mayer bologna packet out and put it on this Wonder Bread. I mean, you could getify it all you want. I mean, brunch is brunch. That's all it means. It's just breakfast and lunch at the same time. Like, you've got an option. So maybe that's what it is. Zoe's just letting you know is that you've taught her that she has options in life. So I think that's, a, that's, that's more points for you than it's you let yourself down. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me hit on this then. My, my, in my grown-ass madness right now. Before, we're we not going to bring up dates yet. But before I, had, before I had a couple of dollars to my name, and this might have been a bit of underage drinking. I, I'm not going alleged. It's allegedly there was some underage drinking. Uh-huh. I remember like scraping up change and like getting like, yo, I'm just going to get a mad dog and I'll be good for the night. Or uh, let me go get some of that um, McCormick's vodka, which they give you like a gallon for like $11. Uh-huh. And you wouldn't catch me Dead drinking that crap now. No. Now, yeah. I, bro, I ain't trying to brag. I got a couple dollars to my name. You, I, I'm not drinking E and J. No. 
Those were rough times when I was drinking E&J. Well, that is straight college for me. I remember me, and a matter of fact, I'm going to name names, and I'm going to get some people in trouble. It was me, Giorgio, Jamaica, uh, Didi. Like, I remember, hey, bro, what y'all want to drink tonight? Man, I ain't got no money tonight, bro. Like, I got about $5, bro. I don't get no money to get till Tuesday. Hey, man, you give me five, we'll get five, and I get like 25. That We can get like two gallons of that McCormick. Bet. <laughs> and we'll go down to the county line, get two gallons of McCormick, mm-hmm. and just sit there and drink. I have a liquor cabinet now. <laughs> like, this, this is how far I've come in my life. I have a liquor cabinet. Like, I get drunk and call myself Sirac Obama. Like, is hey, that's hilarious. Like, I'm America, I'm in an interracial relationship and I'm damn proud of it because I grew up in a household. Where my mom was like, hey, love who you love, but if she can't make you grow my macaroni and cheese, then she got to go. So <laughs> I'm proud to say I have a racially ambiguous wife because she don't like when I call her white because she swears she's not white, but that's a whole nother issue. Um, I'm in a racially ambiguous interracial relationship and my wife can make macaroni and cheese like my grandma did. That's a win, man. Coming back full circle, I got a liquor cabinet. I got sayings like, hey, anything can happen. The wife know he about to take his ass downstairs to get drunk off Hennessy. I got white Hennessy in my cabinet that I go and get from another damn country because it's $100 here. But when we go on cruise, I go on cruises like I got a vacation planner. I'm happy right now. I'm happy and I'm frustrated because my I feel like my blackness is wearing off a little bit. Now, man, um, as the one that is the most proper in this conversation, let me help you with that. That ain't the case. It's not the case, man. Like, there's nothing. When people are listening to this, they're not thinking Chris is the white guy in this conversation. So let me help <laughs> you with that. All right. <laughs> so that's step one. That's step one. I'm telling you, you good, dude. Ain't nobody thinking that the dude that's from Duval and has all the insight on what happened to him with the NCAA. Allegedly. Allegedly. Feel like I lost you, bit dog. So matter of fact, I'm gonna keep going back on my rant. All right. Jacksonville, Florida, born and raised, 1984, Duval County, St. Vincent's Hospital. I am now in Montana. And I live, I couldn't point Montana out on a map in high school because I felt like Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota. I, I think I hear you back now. North Dakota and Idaho, Wyoming, all this was a placeholder. None of this crap was real. When I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry about that, America. I'm back. <laughs> so like to be living here now in the suburbs of a suburban town <laughs> is, is just <laughs> like, it, it blows my mind. And, and dude, I'm just telling you, man, like through it all, like I was saying, there's nothing about you. That's it. like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, you're talking about keeping your lawn straight. You remember how we were brought up? You didn't walk in the grass. Hell no. Nah. Do you know how valuable grass was when we were coming up? I don't care. 
where are you from? Whether it's Chicago or it's down there in North Florida or it's North Carolina or it's Virginia, you were taught, do not walk in my grass. And I'm telling you right now, it didn't matter if it, that wasn't a, that wasn't just a black thing. That wasn't just a white thing. That everybody not. I worked hard for this lawn. That's just the eighties and the nineties. Do not walk in my lawn. I have a sidewalk for a reason. Chris, that doesn't make you any less black that you give a damn about your lawn. That's you. You worked hard to get a goddamn lawn. Do you know what you had to do to get a lawn? I know I, exactly not, what I had to do to get this damn lawn. Let me, let me, let me help America help them understand how, why you got that lawn and why you care about it so much. All right, America, let me give you the short form because I've only known Chris since 2009. But based on our podcast and me and him talking shit to each other for the last 11 years, I'll give you the short form. Born in Duval County. He had grass, didn't have grass from time to time there. Went True. to Florida State, played on very nice grass, wasn't good enough for him. Then he went to Alabama, played on really nice grass there, then left there. Got another degree at Southern Arkansas. Shout out C.J. Ellis, R.I.P. And Rest in peace, C.J. There. And then he went and played some NFL ball, saw some really nice expensive grass there. Not didn't quite have his own. Then he was playing on turf. He played on turf, America, was making some money playing on some turf, and then he got shipped to Billings, Montana, where the creation of this great podcast happened. And it was just more turf. And the grass we had, when we lived at, we all actually lived together, America. We lived yeah. in a outlaw end. Guess what? Everybody had to share that grass. He had to share that grass with 25 people. That's, that's terrible. Who the hell wants to share that grass when they, went, when they had championed? And then he had to go back to Chicago. I love my town. I love my city. It's the greatest place on earth. But Chris Turner wasn't living in a place where you could have a lot of grass when he was living there. So then they moved back to where he's at now. And in Billings, after those two or three years, they've moved from a place to another place. And the place I helped him move into, he's got Thank a you. lot of grass. And that's the reason why he's perplexed America. It's like, I got so much grass now. And I look at this, and this is my pride joy. All that is, Chris, that's your, that is your year's work. That grass to you should represent, man, it took me a lot to get to this grass and be happy with this grass because I'm a dude from Duval County, and I get snowed on seven months out of the year. Yeah, that's a fact. I, I'm going to enjoy my grass. This grass is going to be dope, and if I don't take care of this grass the right way, when the snow evaporates – and I have to look at this. I have to go out in here work. Ours is not going to do it. That's why you love your grass so much. That ain't got nothing to do with you losing your blackness. That's pride. And that's the epitome of black. Black is pride. You know what I'm saying? Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. That's a James Brown song, man. That was a black anthem for years. Kendrick Lamar had a song called Pride on his Grammy-winning album. Damn. Okay, true. Very true. all pride from my album that was entitled Damn. If that ain't black, <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. That's that's all I hear, Chris. All I hear from what, what this is doing to you is, is you just have pride in different things. Your handicap is a pride to you. You know why? Because we just we just we can't go out and dunk on people anymore. God. I can barely I can barely dunk a basketball, and I actually played in an one basketball game 15 years ago. Barely. Ankle, my ankle said no dice. My weight. <laughs> all right, you can lose 20 pounds if you want to dunk a basketball, but do you really want to do what it takes? 
and a coronavirus to lose 20 pounds, to be able to dunk when it's all done, or you just want to wait till your wedding and be dope in your tuxedo. That's where I'm at in my life. I don't think that has anything to do with black or white or, you know, I can't believe I'm a dude. You should be proud to be a suburban dad. We was all trying to get out to the suburbs, man. This, dude, this whole, like, you know what I'm saying? It's good to be hood rich, man. You know what I'm saying? If you the if you the dealer that's running it, if you the thug that's running the hood, big fat, then be hood rich, man. If you if you hood rich and you ain't running nothing in the hood, guess what? You are gonna be hood poor real quick. Let's be one hundred, man. Why that's so? That's what I would say to you: is continue to embrace who you becoming, man. And this is an example for all of us. I mean, who would have thought that you would have got, it would have took you to go to Billings, Montana to get your lawn, man. Goddamn right. So let me, let me hit you, let me hit you with this real quick. Cause somebody very close said this to me not too long ago about this. Uh Cause you mentioned the coronavirus. So I want to bring this to you cause I feel like we got deep on them, but I got to bring it back to the shallow cause I do that the best anyway. Yes, you do. Somebody told me that you need to wash your hands right now. Like whatever you're touching has semen from an AIDS patient on it. Okay, wait, what? You need to wash your hands like you're touching something that has semen from an AIDS patient. Mm, okay. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I heard you right. Yeah, I like, yeah. Oh. I was like, do you have AIDS on your hands right now? Is that is that where we're at right now? It hit, my, AIDS? it hit my soul because, like, damn, if, if that's for real, then, like, like I'm going to scrub the crap out of my hands right now. But, dude, I don't know. I kind of, you know, I don't have any kids that I know of or yet. <laughs> I, I kind of fear, I kind of, I really fear for your eight-year-old. Like, it's a new dynamic now. Oh, by like, far, dude. It's, it's nowhere near the same where we grew up because like the whole bullying thing. Hey, we grew up on all right, listen, there's somebody trying to message you, you you give them an opportunity to like, yo, you go tell the teacher and you tell them to leave you alone. If they do it again, my mom's words was you whoop their ass to make sure they don't bother you and nobody else. Hundred percent. And that's just what it was. And like there's been I remember there was two times. Uh once in middle school when I was at the private school and then <laughs> One time when I was at Lee High School, somebody put their hands on me. I went and told Miss Moore, which, full circle, Miss Moore didn't like me because my brother was knocking off, which, shout out to my brother. But, um, did, I hear what, did I hear what you just said? Your brother was knocking off Miss Moore. Did that, is that what I heard? Listen, it was, it was, seven, it was seventh grade, James Wood and Johnson. I'm going to throw a business out there. Her name was Demetria Moore. All right. She was like 24, 25, fresh out of FAMU. All right. My brother, uh, handsome young man. Uh, I mean, it's 40s now, but handsome young man. Always had to gift the gab when it comes with the ladies. Um, he found at the club on weekend. Whoop de whoop. Got a Hennessy or two, a little sex on the beach. And they probably had sex on the beach. So come to find out, she found out I'm his little brother. Um, and now all of a sudden I go from being the A student to now I'm barely making it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
my God. That shout out to my brother. Man, shout, shout out, out to your brother for knocking off Miss Moore. She deserved it. She that a, anyway. Yeah. I'm not gonna get into it because I'm gonna make my mama listen to this one. But shout out to Miss Moore. <laughs> shout out to my brother. Shout out to FAMU. Anyway, all day marching hunter. Anyway, I went to L. Miss Moore. Hey, little buddy back here. It doesn't help that he was Caucasian. I feel like race played a part of it. Hey, he keep messing with me and like pulling on my, my shoes or whatever. Like, cause I had my shoes that like I. I still do this. Like, I tie my, my Jordans a certain way where it don't crease the shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, but he kept pulling on my shoelace. I'm like, yo, stop. Yo, stop. Went and told Ms. Moore, hey, you better come get him. All right. Sure enough, five minutes before class is over with, buddy pulled on my shoes again, and then he put his shoe, like, the, the toe of his shoe on the, on the side of mine and put, like, a scuff on it, which, let me see, is 2000, no, it, I'm in seventh, eighth grade, so that would have made me like 1997. That would have been like the 11s or 12s would have been out that time. <laughs> Shout out Michael Jordan. He put his dirty ass Vans, Airwalks, uh, Jinko jean wearing shoes on my Jordans that, mind you, uh, my mama was single mother, so like buying Jordans was a luxury that I had to beg for and get grades and do chores and all this other crap and save up for. He put his nasty-ass uh, Columbine trench coat shit <laughs> on my damn shoes and scuffed them. <laughs> Bro, I got up. And like I tried to compose myself. That wasn't happening. I stood up. I turned around hit this man with a mean three-piece. Two to the face, one to the neck. And then I sat right back down. So Ms. Moore going to look at me. Uh-uh, I know you're not going to think you're going to sit in my class after you just beat him up for no reason. No, I just told you he stuck in my shoes. Anyway. Moore, yeah, that's, dis- that's disrespectful, Miss Moore. Like, I came to you with a problem. And exactly. I told you what he was doing. And you needed to either admonish him and tell him, don't do it again, or I'm going to fuck him up. So... I honestly feel bad for you. I don't feel bad for the kid's face or his neck. No, you shouldn't. Come on, man. If we're going to play into stereotypes, you knew that was a stereotype. And you knew how much my, I had to beg my mom to get these Jordans on my feet. You should have known. Now, hold on. Let me, let me bring it full circle for you. All right. So I'm sitting in this class which I'm struggling in for some reason, even though I'm getting all the answers right, but she said I'm not showing all my work. Whatever, lady. That's what my brother... Anyway, so I'm sitting in this class. I done told the teacher. I'm willing to move seats. Let me tell you who I'm sitting by. I'm sitting by this girl named Tiffany Daniels, who I had a crush on. I'm sitting by a girl named Lee Song Chang, who at that time, she was the first girl who I ever seen that was black and Chinese. Mm. Are you serious? So it's Tiffany in front of me, Lee Song Chain to the right of me, my homeboy Gibby to the left, and I got a friend named Brian Bostick. Like, I'm in the, the, the luxury seats of this arena of classrooms. <laughs> I'm willing to move my damn seat to avoid starting a race war right now. <laughs> but no, this boy didn't want to listen. So... Matter of fact, I'm going to bring out his name. His name was Donovan Thetchwin. And mm-hmm. I remember this little mother. 
I'm, I remember the young man. I'm not. I'm. I'm growing up. So he's, I remember well, he's Donovan. A, he's grown now. So Donovan Thetchwin, if you still got, if you still got a problem, if you still got that smoke, if you still got it on your chest, and God knows, if you put, if you put your foot on my shoes now, like I'm probably even worse now because I gotta buy him. I'm gonna still whoop your ass, Miss Moore. If you got a problem with it, it's I'm grown now. You can't do nothing about it. I don't hey. know why I'm doing that with that, but like he stepped on my shoes. Oh yeah, Chris. the bullying thing. Bullying. Chris, no, no, but hey, we we might have solved uh, the problem in the first uh, part of this uh, freestyle podcast right there. If, if your boy uh, Dominic Donovan or Dominic Donovan Donovan, if Donovan steps to you now. You can go ahead and reactivate that black real quick because, hey, Donovan, I'm just going to let you know this dude ended up being six foot three. He's still 295 pounds. He still could bench press 400 plus pounds. His hands are like 10 to damn near 11 inches. Like, just take it from somebody that could bench press 225 17 times. <laughs> Decent sized hands himself. Very good frame when we met each other. And I would never do anything to provoke him to where I think I could whoop him, Donovan. So good luck with that if you want to step on his Jordans today. And the, the fact that he's looking to reactivate his old school black, I don't think you want those problems, Donovan. But no, we would man, love for no. you to listen to the show. Shout out to you, Donovan. Uh, but ah, ah, I, think, I think you guys could probably have handshakes and, and drink more expensive um, you know, alcohol besides McCormick's. All right, that's all I'm saying, Donovan. It could be a great truce, and we'd have you on the show because you guys could tell hilarious stories. That's all I'm saying. And just go, it can go full circle. But so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm raising I'm raising my kid the same way I was raised. Like I don't give a damn that the culture is now more is softer now is uh, nonviolent and all this other stuff. My daughter knows that if you have a problem in school, the first thing you do, you tell them to stop, and you go tell the teacher. That's already strike one and strike two. That takes care of two strikes right then and there. You go tell the teacher, you tell them to stop. If they continue after you warned them and you told the teacher, you have my permission to ball up your fist and hit them square in the nose. Because you hit anybody in the nose, the first thing they do is go to grab for their nose. Period. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... This this era, I, listen. I I I think you've done an amazing job with Zoe. Just hearing about her soccer presence and how she just goes straight mama mentality. Or as people will find out, um, no offense to all my people that listen to the show and from LA and grew up Kobe's, um, but you're gonna find out mama mentality was Jordan life. Yeah, um, on Sunday, April nineteenth. But. The fact that Zozo already likes to score 10,000 goals, as it is, thanks to her perfectly suitable soccer coach, a la Chris Turner. Come on. Um, I think you're already doing a great job with her. She has a competitive drive. If you ever want to see the beginnings of What's Good America um, podcast, what we've turned into, check out the Zoe Chris Turner interviews for her book drive. I watched it just about a week and a half ago. Hilarious stuff. You're doing a great job with a daughter. I'm terrified to raise my kids because, Chris, I don't know how you've done it because I know for a fact just being around you, especially when Zozo was four and she was way wilder. Like, <laughs> I, think she, I, I just think she's probably, she just knows how to articulate it now more now. 
yeah, Zozo was weird. running all over the place, you know, back when I, you know, was hanging around there before I moved. But how do you raise kids in this era? Let me ask you this without whooping ass, because you and me got our asses whooped. I got my ass whooped till I was 15. And I know you were on the same type of trend. We, we the last right. of the ass whooped clan. And it wasn't, you knew it was coming too. And you're like, oh Lord, how much can my ass take from these smacks or this belt or this extension cord or if she wants to throw something or this hanger? How do you do that in today's world, Chris Turner? Well, one, I was terrified when I found out I was having a daughter because all I thought of was them long nights in college when you could send that text message like, oh, you up? I got terrified. Because like I didn't, I didn't want to fast forward in life and my daughter be on the receiving end of them you up to text messages. First of all, but like I raised my daughter the same way that I was raised, bro. Like so, my whole thing now, I don't spank unless I have to. Because God knows, like I'm, I'm a six four black man in Billings, Montana. If I hit my daughter in public, I'm going, uh, I'm skipping past starting, going straight to jail. So. The threat to my daughter is always there. Like it's like her spider senses go off if she know like, oh, I'm stepping a little bit too much, and like she'll turn around and get like that same look that your mommy. I've I've mastered that look now. Like just mm. the daddy version. Of it. So like the daddy version of that look, I didn't realize how powerful that was. My daddy was a piece of shit. Uh, but I've mastered that look. So like if she doing something, and it's one of those like. All right, I'm having fun, but I probably shouldn't be doing this. But let me see if the old man looking. And she looked back, and I got that look like, touch it again, and I promise you, boo-boo, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> She'll look back like, yeah, yeah, I'm good on this. I'm good. And I found out you got to – it can't just be a look. Like, you got to follow through at least once. So, like, I've, I've had to get a hold of it, like, a couple times, my mom ain't like it, but I had to get a hold of her a couple times, mm-hmm. and like it was just like it was the end of the world. And honestly, it was the worst for me. Like, like oh my god, like she gonna die, or I'm gonna go to jail, and like I shouldn't be doing this and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, the difference between now parenting and then parenting, like now, you just have to explain why you're doing things to your kids. So, like after she got a spanking or got popped. Like, hey, you know why you got popped? It was because you did this, this, and this, and you shouldn't be doing this, this, and this. Whereas when me and you got our ass whooped, it was, all right, now go take your dumb ass to your room and think about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was getting ready. To, <laughs> I was literally getting ready to say, well, they did make us think about it. Because um, I knew me. I was as um, uh, Charlie Murphy would say on a Chappelle sketch. I had a period in time where I was a habitual line stepper. <laughs> oh, I knew. Are you kidding me, man? I mean, my worst, the worst ass whooping I took, there's two of them. And I'll bring them up just because they're funny. And some of our listeners, if they're my friends, they know both these stories because I tell them religiously. And I feel like I'm having deja vu right now telling this, not because I've told it a few times, but because I'm doing this in this art form. And I feel like at the end of the day, this is what's going to get Hennessy to give us that, that VSOP that we really want to be drinking on camera in front of them. Two, and I'll keep it short. One was my daddy. My daddy whooped me one time in our entire lifetimes. 
because I was telling a lie in school so crazy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I had straight A's too, America. Like I was actually certified genius up until middle school. And then I like noticed like girls having breasts and butts and it just was downhill from there. I just stopped caring about school. Uh, that's but that's what happened to me. I was straight A until the seventh grade. And then I got some pubic hairs and all of a sudden I forgot how to do my books. Anyway, so this lie, whatever to this day, I couldn't tell you. But, you know, your parents are, are slick because you think you're smarter. And this is probably why Zozo might have had to get a little tap. And it helps to remind, like, you know, because they're Zozo's smarter than you and I were combined at her age. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah, buddy. Well, I carried this lie and I walked home from school and I saw my dad's car. I was so excited because, you know, my dad was working at IBM back in the day. You know, so he was working in like seven to seven hours, right? You know, early 90s, late 80s. I was like, oh, dad's home. Yeah, we're going to go play basketball. Yeah, you know, we a tennis family. I'm going to do all this thing. My dad was sitting there. You couldn't tell me it was 3.30 in the afternoon when I walked home from school. (laughs) Bro, I walked in that living room. It felt like it was 8 o'clock at night. It got real dark real quick because I saw him. And he gave me that Chris Turner look that you talking about. And I knew I was like, oh, he's about to tear my ass up. I started crying before it even happened. He whooped me so bad. <laughs> Boy, That's the worst. Boy, he, he whooped me so bad. He gave me about six, seven. And okay, now, and like this is second, third grade. So I'm like, you know, I was tall. So I was like four, 11, five feet at that age. But my dad is six, seven. You know, a high he's bringing that from. Like, think about it. Like, he's reaching up to like, damn near seven feet and coming down to your butt, you know what I'm saying? And I got, you know, no torso, bunch of legs. So he was coming four feet with each whack. Whoop my ass, man. And I said, you know what? I knew when I was eight, he whooped me so hard, Chris, I passed out, woke up it was the next morning. I said, I ain't, I ain't mess up. Never, never again. I said, he will never put his hands on me. That's one. Two was when I was 15. And I didn't actually get my ass whooped. My mom just showed me that she's the craziest person on, on planet Earth. And she straight up flinched me, Chris. Like, flinched me like a little bitch. Like, it was the best <laughs> shit ever. My mom loves when I tell the story to this day. She's like, oh, tell them the story about when I almost knocked your ass out. And I was like, hold on. First of all, you ain't cursed, lady. Let me do the cursing in this story. But I was like 15, and I was finally taller than her. My mom's 5'7". I'd gotten to like 5'9". My growth spurt was starting to where I thought I could actually be an athlete in college. And I used to just, for three years, I just talked shit to my mom because that's just what you do did you just talk shit to your mom from like age oh, yeah. 12 to 15 yeah yeah buddy okay any young man that ends up watching this show just because you hear the curse words and the racial uh dialogue don't talk shit to your mothers from that age man you should love them and be dope that's that's how you turn into lebron james and steph curry and them because they treated their mamas right from age 12 to 15 like treat them good Okay, so I'm talking shit to her for three years, and I think she just had enough. We had this little narrow hallway and and these uh, suburban projects that we lived in, right? And <laughs> I'm talking stuff because I'm looking down at her now. Like, you just doing it, you know what I'm saying? you doing, yeah, yeah, what's up now? Chris, she turned around away from me and flinched me, just gave me one of those. <laughs> Boy, I fell down so quick, dude. She looked at me, and Allen Iverson stepped over me, bro. 
Damn. Like she, like she, Teron Luke, like she for real gave me the T Luke crossover and didn't even punish me or nothing. And I went, remember, remember how Kevin Hart was doing the uh, I'm going to run away bit and uh, seriously yeah. funny. Like, you want to get mad at me in front of my friends? Dude, <laughs> that's how I was in my room. I was doing like similar shit. Like, I can't believe she just did what she did to me. I'm about to run away for real. I got friends that look out for me. Oh, my God. I was mad as hell. Dude, that's why I'm nervous. Because if I didn't have those instances in my life, I went to learn fear. And without learning fear, fear is equivalent to respect. True. Like, that's what's missing in this era. Like, if I was going to write a book, it'd be about all the times I got my ass whooped by either my parents or teammates that I had that I was willing to fight but couldn't fight. I was terrified, but I knew I was running my mouth, so I got to step up to it. You got to take it. But I give you credit um, and, and to give you compliments on our birthday podcast. You handle things a lot like my uncle, you know, and my cousins. Uh, one's at Hampton. Shout out Hampton University. You know what I'm saying? We out here, babe, with the H, you know, with the HB. You know, so, you know, we might have to have a Hampton versus uh, Florida A&M. You know, maybe I'll get my uncle to guest star on and get him, click him in, let him talk bad about Hampton and this is daughter's school. But he told me, I used to ask him that, you know, and they're both a student. She got a full scholarship there, three quarters or something like that. The other one's on her way. My cousin Juju's autistic. So, but I was like, oh, how did you do it? And he was like, uncle, I never, he was like, hey, nephew, I never had to raise a hand on him. That look you talk about. Yeah. So, happy birthday to you, dude. You figured it out just on your own. Cause that's what he did. He said, I didn't, I didn't have to do nothing like it was back in the day for us. They just knew, like, I, I hit them with the – I taught them disappointment. And maybe that's what you're doing with Zozo, man, and that's the evolution yeah. of, of us as a race and everything. You know, maybe that's what I have to learn and be better with. Because I already told my fiance, I said, hey, we got a daughter. You're going to have to discipline that one because there's no way she's not – I'm going to have to just learn, uh, ask your mom. But I was yep. like, if we have a son the first try like I want, I'm going to beat his ass. So let me let me hit you with this, and then we're gonna go into give me a minute because I didn't want to. I'm not gonna kill people with everything. All right, so <laughs> I'm so I'm gonna hit you with this. So that okay. age, that 12 to 15, when you're smelling yourself and all that other stuff. Mind you, my brother is like 10 years, 11 years older than me. So mm-hmm. he came back home from a stint uh, with the state. Is the best way I can say that. Um, he was staying at the house, and I'm feeling myself a little bit. I didn't. I got a little hair down there, and I got a little, little, little cute Puerto Rican thing that's digging me and everything. So I'm I'm cool. My mm-hmm. brother got a chick in the room. Okay. My mama knew he was grown, whatever, whatever. The whole deal was, if you're going to have a girl in the room, you can keep the door open. You can have her in the room, but keep the door open because I ain't running no hotel. Yeah. That was the rule for him anyway. Me, I couldn't bring a girl a thousand feet near the house. Makes sense. So, if you're going to have a girl over to the house, she can be in a room. The door got to be open, though. So my mama worked two jobs for most of my damn childhood. Anyway, so she out. My brother bring a chick home. Hey, let me know if mama come home. Bet. I got you, bro. Gave me like $25, which is a lot. Still to this day, I don't give a damn what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Gave me like $25. I threw it in the pocket. I'm sitting there. I'm watching TV, playing Sega. 
uh-oh, guess who's not paying attention to this damn front door watching this Chrysler pull up? Me. I hit a door click open. Uh, hey, mama. What's going on? Where you brother at? Well, hey to you too. And he in the room. I'll go get him. What you gonna go get him for? I'll go get him. Nah, ma. I'll go get him. <laughs> she knew something was up. Sprints past me and shoulder checks me while she goes past me. Bumps me into the wall and goes, open the door, the door lock. Uh-oh. The hell is door locked down? My mom is 5'3 in heels. I've met her. Lovely lady. And my mom, which went to the University of Florida, where she was a track star, played basketball. That's where I get all my athletic ability from. It's my mom. My mama kicked the door off the hinges. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. You can ask my mama anytime you see it. She kicked the door off the hinges. Walked into the room. Politely, excuse me, little girl, but you got to go home. The little girl, the grown woman looked at my mama like, yeah, I'm going to go home. Walked out, said, y'all have a nice night. My mama, you too, baby. My brother got all out of, man, what you doing? That blah, 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 da, da, da. My mama ain't say, my mama ain't say nothing. I still don't know to this day where the hell she got a broom from. Grab the boom and proceeded to whoop my grown brother's ass. <laughs> and as she looked back at me, because I'm like, yo, mama, let him go. Like he grown. You say one more thing and you next. All right, my nigga, you on your own. Like, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, real quick. I I proceeded. I went to my room. I I cried for my brother. My mama, my mama peeped her head in my room and I flinched. Oh, yeah. You got you got this one, Sharon. You got this one. So, all that being said, I'm going to let you give me a minute right now. It's on you. Give them a minute. Absolutely. America, give me a minute. In the first half of this minute, America, I just want to once again shout out my partner. I talk a lot of trash to him. I've had joys doing these last couple of shows, but this guy right here is true Americana from all spaces and all races. I love him to death. I hope he's having a good time up there. I wish I was there. We were doing these shows the way we want to do them in the future. That's the first half of it. Dude, enjoy your mid thirties, man. It's dope. And, and hang on to your hairline as long as you can in mid thirties. That's where I started losing mine. And then in the second half of this What's Good America, give me a minute segment. I want to let all of you know once again, please, please watch The Last Dance over the next five weeks they're doing this show. I need you guys to understand, the day that Michael Jordan retired from the NBA is the day that sports began to change. Because what was allowed to happen in sports never happened in his era. And the reason why we have these conversations now, it's going to actually grow our podcast, but it's going to grow other shows to understand what has happened to all of you youngins as athletes, because you guys have all changed and we can't understand because we're from the era of Jordan. 
Some of you guys are from the era of Kobe, but the majority of you are all LeBron's kids. And I can't wait to tackle why I will start with a topic of not at any fault of his own that LeBron James ruined the athletic frame for what it is. Why LeBron James ruined athletics. Thank you, Chris Turner. Dude, thanks for doing this show, man. Uh, I wanted to just do something, man, where we just threw some stuff out, see if it worked. As you can hear, our alarm is going off because of this pizza. We don't know how to. <laughs> we don't know how to do anything. We don't clean no type of <laughs> ovens here. I'm glad we'll be able to edit some of this out. I got a fan right now while I'm doing this because we can't do your give me a minute while this smoke alarm is going off. Oh we my god. We ain't doing nothing but cooking pizza, bro. Like for real. I, I and I told her she just put it in the oven and we got like three grease spots that just got on fire. So <laughs> now now that that's happened, let me sit in a good spot. <laughs> it's not even smoky in here, man. I'm like, man, how are we gonna do 420 and that alarm's going off like that? But Chris Turner, dude, take us home and take us out of this, man. Give me a minute. All right, so before I get to my game in a minute, when we touch on that while LeBron ruined sports, mind you, we're going to be in agreement, but we're not going to agree of why he ruined sports because I feel as though he ruined sports by his own doing. But... America, give me a minute. They're talking about... Well, no. It's not even, they're not even talking about it. Today, Mike Bazemore, this is your fault once again. They've decided, the NCAA has decided to essentially loosen up the freshman eligibility deal. So like, like your homeboy who was all world, all state, but that dumb bastard had like a 2.00001 can now go to college regardless of what he has on his SATs or ACT. I got homeboys who took it like seven, eight times just to get that 17 or 18 or whatever it is to be eligible for college. Or took the SAT a bunch of times just to be able to go to college. What, what that is going to do single-handedly because you're now letting idiots who are, and let's be honest, the idiots are by far always the greatest athletes. What that is going to do single-handedly is make Alabama the greatest football school of all time. So thank you, Mike Bazemore, for allowing dumb people into college because now we can now put our chokehold back on the game. We give a damn about LSU and their quarterback Joe Exotic and Clemson and their dumb hillbilly coach. Roll Tide, the revenge tour, whether it's with fans or without fans, starts in about three months. That's my minute. So, America, it has been real. I know I, originally we weren't going to go this long, but why not? We got to talking, so you know how we do. I'm glad y'all got a chance to have a blast with us on my birthday. I appreciate everybody who sent love on, on Facebook and everything else. I'm going to start an Instagram, Instagram page in a minute where I'm going to try to be an Instagram model and all this other shit. So, I appreciate you guys. Use this quarantine time the best ways you possibly can. And as we always say, man, what's good?